Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of It's a Definite Maybe, a podcast for those of you who are just trying to figure it all out with your favorite co-hosts, as always, Stella and Rosie. On today's episode, we're talking about earning more or less than your partner. So I was at a house party, or maybe it was a birthday. You know what? I can't remember what it was. A couple of weeks ago. <laughs> An event of some description. An event of some description. <laughs> and one of my boyfriend's friend's girlfriends is actually doing her PhD in feminism, women's rights, something that I really should know her like specific topic, but she is like a very, (laughs) like very progressive, open, proud feminist. And we somehow got into a conversation of earning more or less than your partner. Mm. And because she's studying her PhD and her boyfriend works as an engineer, there's a very evident pay gap. Mm -hmm. And my boyfriend and I have a pay gap as well. And we got into this discussion of how do you split bills? Because they're looking mm. at moving in together. Damien and I have been living together for, God, three years now. Wow. And we've had different jobs, different pay raises, different yep. cycles. And, yeah, I guess that got into that conversation. So I Changes thought be, in money over the time. Yeah. yeah. And the question of responsibility and mm. 50-50 or, like, how do you split things? Whose responsibility is it? Mm. Um, and I thought it would be a great podcast topic. Yeah. I find this so fascinating because there's so many people who have a really strong opinion one way or another. Mm. They either say, oh, I couldn't care less yeah. about how much my partner earns or if I earn more than my partner. And then there's a lot of people who really do care and it matters to yeah. them. I think typically it's a male who is concerned about not earning as much as their partner mm-hmm. because there's that feeling of, oh, you're the man in the relationship. You need to provide. You need yeah. to offer security and stability <laughs> and, yeah. you know, be a man, rah, rah, rah whatever that's supposed to mean. (laughs) And so I think a lot of guys kind of have a bit of a chip on their shoulder about it sometimes if they're not earning as much as their partner, Mm. particularly if they're female. I think in in this episode, I think we're mostly going to be talking about heterosexual relationships because I think that's where those dynamics apply the most. But it is actually an interesting question. In same-sex couples, are there still the same dynamics? Because then there's not the gender element of it and the expectations there or is it in gay male relationships they both feel pressure Mm. and so you know it's this constant push and pull about well you know technically neither of us is the provider because we're both the provider according Mm. to society so how do we kind of figure out what norms we adhere to versus which ones we reject so that's interesting in and of itself but I think there are a lot of people who are kind of stuck in traditional values and ways of thinking and think that if they're the man in the relationship they have to earn more than their partner see I find it interesting because I've always I've never cared really what amount of money my boyfriend or I earn and if I earned more than him I'd almost be like wow I'm a boss queen like (laughs) working hard and getting paid for what I do but the reality is, is that he works in a field that just pays more than my field does. He's also been working longer than I have. So has spent longer working corporate, earning more money, mm-hmm. longer time, I guess, serving the, doing his time to yeah. then get a pay rise. <laughs> doing We're, his time. Doing his time. It's not jail <laughs> sentence. I mean, it could be. I mean, but it's not, depending <laughs> on how you look at it. <laughs> 
And so naturally for us, it's it has kind of always made sense that he has earned more money. Yeah. He was working in firms that paid very well yeah. compared to me. And I've never cared about what his salary is versus mine. But I think the biggest thing now is that with his recent pay rise that it is a big jump compared to what mm. I'm earning. I haven't had a pay rise in my current role. I don't know if I will get one anytime soon. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. We hope. We need the money. I mean, sometimes you got to ask for it. It's, it's now, I guess, my expectation or a discussion mm-hmm. that we've been having quite a lot is with our new rental lease coming up mm. and a new year of that is, okay, great. Our bills are going up. Our rent is going up. Not a problem if you earn a lot more money. But like me who has not, this means I'm saving a lot less money. Mm. I hate that I expect it and that's a very archaic sort of kind of thinking that is very deeply embedded outdated. in my brain that I'm very outdated, that I'm mm. trying to obviously change is this expectation of, Oh, well, he's the man, so he's got to treat me. Oh, he's got to yeah. spoil me. And he's like, oh, well, I buy you flowers, so you got to, like, buy me something? I'm like, oh, yeah, probably. And then, obviously, bills and groceries and rent yeah. is very different. And his view is, okay, well, we use the house 50-50, so bills should be 50-50. Mm, that's really interesting. With certain groceries, we'll pay for certain things. Like, I don't drink coffee, but he drinks coffee. So if we buy coffee at the grocery store, he'll yeah. pay for that. But for the most part, all of our groceries are 50-50. And I think for us, it's we don't really argue about who earns what. We argue about who's paying for what with Bill. Mm. And I think date night and treats and presents, we kind of like treat each other and Mm. take turns. But we've never had issues with who's earning more, which is interesting. great, but the bills conversation is hard. Yeah, and it is definitely an important conversation to have and I'm sure would cause plenty of relationship issues for a lot of people. Lots of tension. Yeah, because when me and Paulie were living together, I wasn't living there full time for the most part and so we split the rent and utilities and all that sort of stuff according to how much time I was spending there. Which makes sense. Since I wasn't there all the time, of course, yeah. But I think what's been really interesting is seeing other people's perspective on it and what a lot of people do or what some people do, not necessarily a lot, but some people (laughs) do, is they split it proportional according to their income. So very progressive way of thinking about it. Yeah. So if someone is earning $100,000 and someone else is earning $80,000, person who's earning $100,000 would pay a slightly higher proportion of the shared expenses because proportionate to their income, it kind of has... It makes the same impact, basically, Mm. rather than having it be 50-50 and having a bigger chunk of money taken out for the person who earns less money than the person who earns more. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really fair way to do it. But obviously, there's more maths that goes into that to kind of figure out what that looks like and how that works on a day-to-day basis, particularly as there are changes, those recalculations need to be made. But I think that kind of feels like the most fair way to do it. I mean, I I feel like pretty lucky with my boyfriend in terms of being pretty open and transparent Uh about income and investments and salary. Like we've never had an issue with that. Mm. But did you ever have any challenges with the question of what are you earning or what am I earning in a relationship? Or are you also similar in the sense of like, it was just kind of trust and communication. It was yeah. like, yeah, this is fine to talk about. Yeah, so it's a really interesting one because I definitely have had relationships in the past where money has been an issue, mm. not so much because of one of us is earning more or less than the other person and, you know, we're 
we're upset about that or yeah. it's kind of we've got a chip on our shoulder about it. But it's more so money changes the way that people act in relationships, I guess. And you can't unknow that about someone. Yeah. If they tell and- you they come from a rich family, you're gonna your view will change of them no matter how hard you try like that instant moment you're probably going to see them differently which well, is this very, is the thing for human thing what i've experienced is for people who i have been with who have come from a different socioeconomic background than me mm-hmm. they kind of have a bit of a chip on their shoulder about the fact that i have more money than them Interesting. and it comes up or it came up every now and then, the oh. fact that I did have more than they did, mm. even if it was more so in my childhood and we were on more even footing at the time when we were seeing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely has been a thing in the past. Whereas with me and Pooley, like I think it's it's always really important to talk openly with your partner about what you're earning and, you know, have have conversations about money and totally. your attitudes towards it and all of that sort of stuff. Because realistically, if you're building a life with someone, it's kind of a big part of that and you need to know where both of you are at, particularly when it comes to debt and things like that, because that's shared when you're married. It's yeah. not just like, oh, okay, it disappears now or it's mine only that's you know a thing that affects your relationship I think that's really important to make sure that there's a free-flowing open conversation about it yeah I think totally I've also been lucky because on the flip side of the discrepancy me and past partners have typically earned around the same thing um, around the same amount I feel like that's a good thing that's a yeah. great thing yeah and so it definitely helps with those sorts of conversations but I think also everyone's attitudes towards money and how they want to spend it what they value and what they want to spend money on is different from person to person so I think that's also even if you're earning the same amount I think there can be judgments that creep in around what you want to spend that money on yeah which can be a little bit tricky I think that's the hard thing is that Damon has a lot more access to savings because he earns more but doesn't spend at all. Very happy Mm. with being a minimalist, doesn't see the need for new clothes or shoes Mm -hmm. unless it's an absolute necessity. Me, on the other hand, earning a lot less money than he is and an absolute passion for shopping. Absolute materialistic queen over here. Shaming myself. That is okay. (laughs) We all have our flaws. We all have our hobbies and mine are both. Mine, Mine is all shopping. Retail therapy is a thing. (laughs) Therapy dupe. (laughs) Although more expensive than actual therapy. So much more expensive. Can we just say? So bad and very (laughs) short-lived. Yeah. The instant gratification's gone in seconds. I'm like, I need something new I mean, that is the nature of instant gratification. It comes and goes very quickly. (laughs) Oh, so quickly. I, I, again, I have a very healthy relationship and it's a very judgment-free zone. He's like, yeah, you can spend your money on whatever you want. That's your money. You've mm-hmm. earned it. But we still come back to the end of the day. If I'm like, oh, well, I can't afford this new rent, he'll then be like, okay, well, maybe you should revisit your finances and never in mm-hmm. the stop doing what you're doing, but just like help me be, I guess, realistic about it. Mm. But at the end of the day, I have my savings, here's his, we spend mm. on what we want. We still have joint stuff such as bills to pay, groceries, rent. We'll always both make sure that we can cover that. And I think it's good that if, I don't know, one of us lost our job, God forbid, we would be able to lean on the other person, which mm-hmm. is handy. But I think it's healthy to not be so, I guess, dependent. Yeah, on another person and I I'm a person that 
is pretty old school with my view on relationships. Mm. I love being treated. I love it if you pay for date nights here and there or surprises me with flowers. I don't expect it all the time. And I, you know, I take turns paying for date night too. Don't worry, guys. Mm. But I think it's this, where was I going with this story? I have no <laughs> idea. Look, I can't remember where I was going with the story, but I think <laughs> it went out on the, the realm of like, who do you expect to pay for like yeah. treaties, date night, that kind of stuff, I guess, in a relationship or dating. To me, I view them a little bit separately, which again, I think is quite outdated in my thinking that mm. when I go on a first date or even a second date with someone, I kind of am really hoping, maybe not fully expecting, but really hoping that the guy will pay for it just because mm-hmm. my view is like, I just really like to be taken care of. I like to be treated. It's just who I am. And I'm okay to admit that. But then when it comes to relationships, I see it a lot more of, cool, I still want to be treated here and there, but there's a lot more that I need to show up and Mm. be equal. I can't just expect for someone to spend all of their money on me because Mm -hmm. that that is not fair. And I'm like, oh, equality. Yeah. (laughs) This is what we've been fighting for. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's what what we're going for. Yeah, well, I mean, it is definitely an interesting one, the balance of those more traditional ideals and – what's realistic in today's society and finding that balance, I guess, because, you know, as you touched on, you can't expect to be treated all the time yeah. and then be seen as a, an equal, I guess, in yeah. the relationship. Like there is kind of power dynamics at play there when money gets involved and, you know, when that's the attitude. It's, oh, well, you treat me and you buy everything and you didn't yeah. to all your savings and I never pay for anything kind of thing. So, yeah, it's a it's an interesting kind of tricky one. Yeah. I think it is one of those conversations that couples need to make sure that they do have. I think so. At some point. Like, it, to be honest, kind of the earlier the better, but I think it's a question of having the conversation in the right kind of way around what your expectations are because money is kind of a big thing for values to align or to not align yeah. on. So it's kind of good to find out if you don't align with someone relatively early on in the relationship and you either kind of figure out, all right, is this something that we can get past and something that we can work through and rewrite our internal narrative about what this means? Yeah. Or is this actually a deal breaker for me? Because in past relationships, as I've mentioned, when there has been that discrepancy in terms of money, it is really tricky if a person holds on to that and doesn't it let it go. you in a way. Well, this is the other thing as well. When it comes to power imbalance and whether we think overall it matters if a someone earns more or less than their partner, in this case, if a female earns more than their partner, I think it's also about how you go about it and not rubbing it in and not saying, oh, you know, I'll get this one because you're you're poor, you know, obviously. I would hope that no one would ever say that. We don't want to be condescending. No, you don't want, you don't want those undertones of I'm better than you, mm. you know, I'm, Red flags. I'm in a better <laughs> position than you, I have a, something over you. Because yeah. 
the other thing as well is I know a lot of people who don't want to owe anyone else as well. And so when it comes to paying their way, even if they do earn less, they're like, I don't want you to pay for me because I don't want to owe anyone anything. I want to pay my way. You know, I've got my pride about this. I can provide for myself. I don't need anyone to provide for me, whether that's a male or a female. Mm -hmm. That is some people's attitude. So I think, yeah, it's definitely an interesting one to see those dynamics at play when there are discrepancies in terms of how much you're earning in a relationship. Well, it like makes you think about past boyfriends when I was definitely not myself earning a lot of money just working retail, but I guess came from a higher socioeconomic background than my then boyfriend. And it definitely was uncomfortable because again, I was still in the expectation of, I want to be spoiled. I want to be treated. And I guess had grown up with money, I suppose, Mm. like not Kardashian wealth, but comfortable. Yeah. Very, very grateful for that. And had dated people who had come from not much Mm. or had to work for everything themselves from a young age and pay their way through everything. Whereas, you know, we had different situations. I think they would almost hold it against me that I came from money. And I remember I went to a – a 21st years ago with a then boyfriend mm-hmm. and his friends had just grown up in a different part of Melbourne, different mm-hmm. school, different socioeconomic backgrounds to where I'd grown up. Like, I guess, uh, for context, like they had gone to public school and I'd gone mm-hmm. to private school. Very lucky to go to private school. I understand that. And I went to this 21st and I was meeting the friends for the first time for a lot of them. And they, I was like, oh, like I lived in this suburb in the Southeast. Mm. And they were like, huh you live there? Oh, you must be from money. And I literally felt so uncomfortable Mm. just because I was being held at a different Mm. level or a different, they saw me differently because of the suburb I lived Mm. in or the school that I had gone to. And it was a very uncomfortable thing that never really settled in that relationship. Obviously it didn't work out for other reasons, Yeah, but that was something that was very clear or when Mm. it came to, I guess, presents, say Christmas, in my head, I love Christmas. I love gifting. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, let's do, I can't remember. Let's say let's say a $100 budget or $150 budget for mm-hmm. presents. I don't know. And my then boyfriend at the time was like, oh, are we doing presents? Oh, my family don't do presents. We just, we just are very happy to be in like the presence of each other. We don't mm-hmm. want to spend the money, which, you know, cute. I respect. Totally get that. Um, nothing against that. But I think we just had different upbringings, yeah. different expectations. And the, yeah, money was a very tense conversation mm-hmm. and- because I guess technically I had more money, even if it wasn't my own. It was yeah. weird. Yeah, it, it's interesting because I've definitely experienced the same thing. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, I, like you, have come from a comfortable background, I guess. And I'm, I acknowledge I'm very lucky to have had the upbringing that I have had. And not everyone gets that. I think what I've experienced is similar to you, some people just have a chip on their shoulder about it and treat you differently because yeah. you have a different upbringing to them. Even though I can't control the family that I was born into, That's I can't it. control what you type of upbringing that. I had, what school I got sent to, yeah. you know, things that I had when I was a child. But also, what I've experienced is there's a certain level of 
well, you can't understand where I'm coming from because you've had a different background yeah, than me. You've you had a different it. upbringing than me. Yeah, you don't understand because of that. And I think that is also really tricky because they're probably right to an extent. There are certain yeah. things that I'll just never understand because I never experienced that. But at the same time, to completely disregard my ability to connect with them and empathise or sympathise with their upbringing and certain things that they did experience just because I've had a different different experience than them feels really dismissive and unfair and for people to think that I expect certain things because Mm. of my upbringing or to look at me in a way that doesn't reflect who I am and what my actual values are because of what my upbringing was is also really unfair because you're making snap judgments about someone based on something so trivial as how much money they grew up with and I know that for a lot of people the money thing isn't trivial but it is just one of those things where it's unfair in a lot of cases to judge someone based on that particularly if they're not using their status or their money or whatever as like a a power play or something like if you are acting really entitled and you've come from a really wealthy upbringing and you know you're walking the walk and talking the talk kind of thing and Mm. there is that sense of entitlement then fair enough to judge someone based on that because that's how they're acting but if someone is down to earth and you know cool understanding whatever and just because they've come from a background of money, I don't think that they should be treated any differently because of that. I agree. And it makes me think of that scene in Crazy Rich Asians where she doesn't – is it Crazy Rich Asians where she doesn't know her fiancé, boyfriend, is from like super wealthy Singaporean family? Mm-hmm. And it kind of like – obviously that's a big tension point in the movie is kind of this wealth status in different upbringings. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day – you should really come to know the person yeah. and who they are and their values and their personality and all of that more than just what number is sitting in their bank account or what their salary is mm. or the money that their parents have or what their postcode is. Yeah, I think it is just the reality of life that it is. Money, money creates makes imbalances. Yeah, money makes the world go round. There's power in money as well. Oh, totally. And it changes dynamics in relationships. I feel like it's a little bit inevitable sometimes, which is hard. Uh, yeah, and it's it's unfortunate. I think yeah. it's something that people need to be consciously aware of, certain totally. hang-ups or ideals or, I don't know, thought processes that people have regarding money and snap judgments that people make about those with or without money as well and get curious about where they come from and how to evolve those, I guess. Mm. Because it's also tricky when you feel like there's constantly an undertone of, oh, well, this person is judging me for the fact that I do earn good money or for the fact that I do come from a comfortable upbringing where they haven't had the same one. And it's really tricky to navigate that because, you know, you don't want to talk about that sort of stuff with that person. And it sucks if that's someone that you're really close to. So I think it's also important to call it out gently when that sort of stuff is happening and just kind of bring it into reality and you know, say something like, I acknowledge that we came from different upbringings and different backgrounds, but when you make comments like this, this is how it impacts me. 
how do we navigate this? Because I don't want you to feel hurt. I also don't want to feel hurt. I don't want to feel like I can't come to you and talk to you about things. But, you know, we can't keep doing what we're doing because it's just going to end up driving a wedge between us. Yeah. So well said. You always have such good advice. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I have nothing else to add to this conversation at this rate. Oh, we can leave it there. I covered everything I wanted to say. So thank you guys, as always, for listening. Make sure you head over to our socials where we can continue the conversation there. We'll drop that and our email address into the show notes, of course. So if you also have any conversation topics you want to hear, maybe you want to tell us a little bit about your experience with earning more or less than a partner, slide into our DMs. And remember, as always, to rate, review, subscribe if you can do that wherever you're listening to this right now. Tell someone about our podcast. Send this episode around to your friends. Word of mouth matters. It means a lot to us. Hell yeah. So we appreciate it. Otherwise, we are excited, as always, to take you along another time as we talk about other areas of life that might not always have a one-size-fits-all approach on It's a Definite Maybe. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.